too young for this track, The Search for Booty. Two years ago, we set off on a mission to introduce Tyler to strange new episodes. To boldly go where several podcasts have probably gone before. But then, a while back, Troy mentioned there was this one time on Star Trek where everyone was wearing a thong for no reason, and now we have a new mission. To watch the one with the thongs. But getting there is going to be a little tricky, because Tyler doesn't know which episode that is. I did narrow it down to 50 episodes, though, so we'll get there eventually. Who's Troy? For years, the best podcasters from around the world have gathered to review, reminisce, and riff on popular franchises. They've assembled Earth's mightiest superheroes, busted their fair share of ghosts, unplugged from the Matrix, I know Kung Fu, kept a watchful eye on Gotham City, Discovered the secrets of Jurassic Park. And other audio adventures. But there were some movies that didn't make the cut. From the creators of Podcasters Assemble comes a movie hype series hosted by a motley crew of talent. Corey just messaged me. I don't want to look at it. Don't I don't want to look at it. Is this sexy predator? It probably is Sexy Predator. Does, does she have mandibles down there, too? How those... Oh, no, it's not teeth, is it? <laughs> Eric, why did you have oh. to take this so much further? He's going to have to edit this out now. Oh, God, no, that's our opening stinger. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what's happening right there. Podcasters disassemble. Ah, uh, yeah, here we are. Another, another episode of Podcasters Disassembled. And really getting into a franchise that may someday, at some point, be a podcaster's assembled, I guess, series. But for now, we're going to be disassembling them here and there, because why not? We get to do all the fun stuff, all those other schmucks. They can, they can just wait. My name is Zach. Uh, you hear me on Assembled and the Neatcast and FN Cultured. And back again with Eric Slater, who was here for uh, Prey. Welcome back, Eric. Yeah, glad to be back. What have you been up to since uh, I last chatted with you, what, three weeks ago? Uh, so I'm finally getting back to Epic Fails of History. I think I might have hinted at that last time, but it's yes. finally got the ball rolling. We're getting the nice. bracket of fails back up and running. I uh, got some articles in the works. Um, so yeah, got the podcast coming back soon. Excited about it. Very excited to hear more and learn more. Oh, yeah. Lots of crazy random topics. Uh, speaking of epic fails, I actually have Corey coming on an episode soon, uh, and uh, he's joining us for this episode today. Hey, uh, if you're watching the video, you would have already known that. But if you're not, I am here for all the audio only people. 
Yeah, I actually we're just doing audio now. We'll probably play around with actually recording the video when Eric gets around to having another hamster run faster. So then he can have video right now. What are you running like three hamsters, Eric? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The fourth Eric, one just go get died. You, go get you one of them so. capybaras. They're they're out Ooh, in the swamps. Yeah, <laughs> just need to catch a honey badger. Then I'm set. No, honey badgers don't give a shit though. <laughs> <laughs> well, Corey, welcome back. What have you been up to? Oh man, um, moving is like the main thing, and turning, uh, trying to move in was difficult, and then after moving in was difficult, and settling in. It's kind of difficult, but uh, a lot. Most of the boxes are unpacked, the bookshelves are stacked, and I've been working on my never-ending episode. Next episode, which I'm almost, almost, almost done with. Um, but right now, joining you guys for, um, you know, Predator 1987, and uh, soon I will be joining Eric on Epic Fails of History. Since that's yep. back up and running, we're only two years late on our episode. <laughs> and He's not joking then, either. Yeah, no. <laughs> We've been talking about doing this episode um, forever. But then Eric will be joining me, um, you know, shortly thereafter. It's probably going to be the same night, just like a little bit of podcaster stuff. We do everything <gasps> in one night. What? ETS. What? Don't tell people the match. Don't <laughs> pull back the curtain. Don't do that. They'll know the secrets. <laughs> the the casting secrets. No! <laughs> <laughs> the secret of the cast. Oh, well, good to have you back. Yeah, it's great to be here. Um, last minute as well. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we... I just feel like I'm missing out on the memes now. Um, <laughs> you son of a bitch! Good to see you, <laughs> Derby. Oh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, this is it's it's a great quotable movie. Very oh, memeable. God. Yeah, very memeable. The reason we're here is because Prey came out, which I know you have not seen yet, Corey, but you're totally. gonna watch it at some point. It's a very I I very much like that movie. Uh, we okay. will get opinions because the big debate is where Prey and Predator 1987 fall for like people's favorite movies. Because this movie I really like, and Prey I really liked, and. Um, We'll, we'll reserve that for, for later, but after watching Prey, there was this general consensus between me, um, Eric, and at the time we had Matt from Hops Geek News, who unfortunately couldn't make it tonight, that, ah, oh, man, I really want to go back and watch Predator. Oh, we should do the next disassembled episode of that. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll just keep working through the franchise. Ah, oh, man, that'd be awful watching all these cool movies. All right. Well, maybe we'll get around to it. But here we are, Predator 1987. We are a rescue team, not assassins. Now, what do we got to do? In a part of the world where there are no rules. We pick up their trailer at the chopper, run them down, grab those hostages before anybody knows we were there. What do you mean we? Deep in the jungle, where nothing that lives is safe. You lose it here. You're in a world of hurt. Showtime, Jen. Knock, knock. An elite rescue squad. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> is being led by the ultimate warrior. We need the best. That's why you're here. But now... What's got Billy so spooked? There's something out there waiting for us. 
And it ain't no man. They're up against the ultimate enemy. Holy mother of God. Nothing like it has ever been on Earth before. She says the jungle just came alive and took him. We cannot see it. No blood, no bodies. We hit nothing. But it sees the heat of our bodies and the heat of our fear. Whatever it is out there, it killed Hopper. And now it wants us. It kills for pleasure. He will skin the lion! It hunts for sport. He's killing us one at a time. We're all gonna die. But this time, it's picked the wrong man to hunt. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Century Fox presents Arnold Schwarzenegger. Predator. The hunt begins Friday, June 12th at theaters everywhere. For those that are unfamiliar with the synopsis, Dutch is a soldier of fortune. He is hired by the U.S. government to secretly rescue a group of politicians that are trapped in Guatemala. But when Dutch and his team, which includes weapon experts, experts, excuse me, Blaine and CIA agent George, uh, they land in Central America where something is gravely wrong. After finding a string of dead bodies, the crew discovers that they are being hunted by a brutal creature with superhuman strength and the ability to disappear into its surroundings. Ooh, spooky, creepy, creepy, spooky. I like how they phrased it, a string of dead bodies and not dead bodies on string. Yeah, well, you know, that, that is a thing that does happen in, in this movie and in other movies. So before we get into it, I want to point out the tagline for this movie is fantastic. Okay. It's, it came for the thrill of the hunt. It picked the wrong man to hunt. Soon <laughs> the hunt will begin. One of the covers for this film looks like an MS DOS game. Yes, it, it does. Like Fear yes. of Destiny or something. The original night, the original 1987 poster has Arnold pixelated yeah. with the very uh, pixelated 80s infrared graphics, trying to do what they did in the movie. Uh, very, it's 80s. <laughs> I mean, yeah, is what the poster is. It's 80s. And the alien um, language on it is absolutely nowhere near the alien language shown on the no. predator's equipment no <laughs> it's, no it's, it's nothing beautiful yeah just, and there's like there's a um, a ridicule for absolutely no reason which the predator does it doesn't it look like the predator's ridicule no no <laughs> but so i love this poster because it doesn't give anything away what are like, you talking about going... it tells me that arnold schwarzenegger's in it i know everything now <laughs> yeah <laughs> like if you go into this movie blind like if you somehow didn't have any knowledge of the Predator franchise, I feel like that reveal would have been something, you know? Mm. Yep. Well, it was it was the first one in the franchise. Eric, when did you first see the film? So I think I mentioned this on the last episode, but I was definitely too young to have seen this movie. I want to say I was like, I don't know, eight or nine, something like that. Yep. So maybe the perfect age, honestly. But like, you know, it was one of those like it was on TV. My brother and I were kind of watching it late at night, you know, not supposed to, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, you're you're watching the TV edited version. I, you All know, right. it might have been HBO at the time. I'm trying to remember 
but uh it, i remember being very ass. gory i was like really caught off guard by that because hmm. I, I hadn't watched like a lot of horror movies at the time i think i had just seen terminator 2 um i hadn't seen the first one yet <laughs> Corey, what about you so i think um outside of earlier today i think the only time i've seen this film the entire way through was so young that i don't remember it really i have seen like bits and pieces obviously Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to miss that like growing up with the sci-fi channel on at all times day and night um but for the most part other than like meme sequences and like a couple of years and there's um this feels more like a first watch the first watch that i can remember uh, that I mean that for for me I just similar to you Eric I saw this at a younger age I've seen it multiple times mm. uh, I love going back to this movie it's it's a favorite of mine for eighties action you know it's got Arnold in it and it's Arnold being Arnold it really back, is like. Know, yeah, it's the ultimate 80s action movie. Right yeah. after he was starting to, you know, people were noticing and knowing who he was. Like he yeah. had, you know, this his his career had now launched and this was continuing to push it on up. So when you first saw the film, Eric, what was your uh, original opinion? Oh, when I first saw it, like as yeah. a kid? I yeah, it was badass. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, since this is kind of a fresh new watch for you, what did you think? Um, no, it, it is, it's lovely. Um, it is <laughs> so delightful. like terrible. Yeah. It is a delightful it's film. It's a delightful family film. Yeah, it absolutely. But it, it just, I appreciate, um, I'm, I'm kind of impressed with like how it was, how they chose to make it. Yeah. Um, because there's all this like misleading stuff, you know, the, the intro is akin to the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And in that like you know you have the spaceship dropping something off on earth and then it's this other movie about like something that's going on um you know a guy a cia guy going or no sorry not a cia at the time but someone important going down and then it's just this kind of action movie and you know there's that little bit of a hint of something else there yeah but then it goes like so ham into the action that you forget it's even there yeah um everyone has like terrible lines um <laughs> but it's it's so quotable and it's just like there's no everything is filler but there's no filler um and then by the end of it you know it, it feels like you're watching three entire movies because you get that yep. first part the middle you know the the acts feel like movies but no it is it is marvelous it's um i i'm it's hard to say that i'm impressed or not impressed with the graphics but i like them nonetheless i i don't understand what effect they use to make the invisible predator this kind of like ever warping like screensaver yeah. looking effect i thought it was effective I thought yeah, it held it, up pretty well. It's cool. I, I just don't know how they did it. So originally, it, you could actually go and look up some of the original footage. Because here, we'll, we'll quickly go through the cast of people. We ob- obviously have Arnold Schwarzenegger. He plays Major Alan Dutch Schaefer. Carl Weathers is yes. Al Dillon. He knows Dutch from Vietnam. He is now a CIA operative. Uh, El- oh, geez, Corey, help me. Oh, help. um. El- her name Pedia was uh, Elpidia Carrillo. Carrillo. 
Thank you. I don't know why I even tried. Anna, she's the insurgent that they capture. Bill Duke is Sergeant Mac Elliott. We have Richard Chavez as Poncho Ramirez. He's the explosive expert. Jesse Ventura, also a governor. He plays Blaine Cooper. Sonny uh, Lendham is Billy Soul, the tracker and scout. Shane Black is Rick Hawkins, radio operator. And then we have some other you know, side characters. And then Kevin Peter Hall is the predator. And he also was the helicopter pilot, um, which oh, I don't know if people knew cool. that, but he was okay. out of costume as the helicopter pilot. I don't even remember. I mean, they, you only see him for like a brief second. Yeah. Uh, you see, well, you see one guy at the end when the explosion goes off and you see his reaction. That's, that's Kevin. Okay. Uh, real quick about the cast, mm-hmm. the way the movie ends kind of surprised me because it had been a while since I'd seen it, but you, sh- it shows off like each of the actors, almost like a, like a montage. Yes. Yeah. And I was Experience. really, I was really expecting that last one to be, and the predator as himself or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Also, I like how they're all like joking and smiling and they're breaking the fourth wall, looking at the camera. Mm. And then we get the Schwarzenegger and it's yep. just him turning like in character as Dutch looking past the camera. Serious. Yeah. But I feel and, like that was a scene in the movie. Like they did. Yeah. They just reused the scene because they yeah. didn't get one from Schwarzenegger. It, it yeah. felt like it felt like an 80s sitcom opening, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it did. Um, So the reason I brought up the cast is because one cast member who isn't included because he ended up, well, depending on which version you follow, he was either fired or left is Mm -hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme. I didn't know Originally. Yeah. He was originally the alien. The the bug. The bug alien. The praying mantis alien. And there are some early shots, Eric, that you can go find. You can look up like original Predator alien Jean-Claude Van Damme. And that's him in the suit. And you can also see some shots of a suit that's completely red Mm -hmm. that counters the green jungle that they were in. And so the idea of filming the creature in the red suit and then using that kind of like you would a green screen, but the yeah. opposite. Wow. Like a, a red bug Zentai suit. Yep. That's uh, really interesting. Jean-Claude Van Damme was there and was doing a bunch of filming. And again, depending on which story you follow, he was fired or quit due to um, the suit disagreements. Is uh, what yeah. I heard. Suit being too hot and he got Not dehydrated. Enough Not enough cocaine yet. Yeah. Um, cocaine and- will dehydrate you. Yep. And he kept passing out. Oh, shit. Um, oh, there's God. A, there's another whole uh, version where he quit because he thought he was going to be an action star and be able to fight Arnold and people were going to see who he was. But he was in the suit and no one was going to see who he was and he wasn't really able to fight. So he quit that way. So depending on which version you want to follow or it could be a mix of both, he was no longer in the movie. And they also revamped the Predator suit at the recommendation of uh, of Schwarzenegger. Thank God. Yeah, I didn't know that. But apparently um, Schwarzenegger knew Stan Winston. Yes. And was just That's like, bro, um, do this. And he did. <laughs> the Stan Winston of wow. Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Also, 
just to add to the list of people involved, James Cameron partially inspired the new design. He recommended that they added mandibles to the to the Predator. Oh, oh nice. that's so smart. Good decision. So just, yeah. him, just him saying, hey, try this, helped change the entire structure. When you go and you look up the original Predator creature, it is a tall, lanky, mantis-looking thing. It's not intimidating then, at all. No, no, it's not. <laughs> like, then, I mean, I've seen a modern rendition, like, you know, what we could do in, you know, the 20 teens or whatever. For sure. And it is absolutely terrifying, but the OG is absolutely not. <laughs> it is very goofy, very goofy looking. I guess I imagine you it's could... like, it's like, it's kind of like the TOS Gorn versus the new Gorn in Strange New Worlds uh, to, e- to pull a Trek reference. Yeah, and even that that Gorn has changed a couple times from TOS to Enterprise to Strange New Worlds. Yeah, so it they change a little bit. Add um, one more. Do do you have another surprise name for us, Zach? Uh, not not locked and loaded, but you can go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> the voice of the Predator who oh. goes uncredited. You got yes. it. Okay. Yeah, I I know what you're you you brought it up. You All go right. with it. I, I only just learned this and I am like so hype about this. Um, Peter Cullen is mm-hmm. the voice of the Predator. Holy shit, so Optimus no way. Prime. Optimus freaking Prime is is uh, chasing Arnold Schwarzenegger like, <laughs> vocally through the yeah. jungle. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's too bad they didn't have a scene where like they pull the helmet off and it's uh you know Peter Cullen's charred face. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this movie is already awesome, but that that oh, really yeah. elevates it. That really elevates it. I didn't know that. Well, and to well, what is um, all those little details? You know, the James yeah. Cameron connection, the Stan Winston thing. I'm geeking out about this. I'm trying to think of what everyone's uh, like life roles were, because like Arnold Schwarzenegger is obviously world famous, um, you know, bodybuilder. Jesse Ventura was a wrestler, correct? He was a professional wrestler. Later, yeah. goes on to be a governor. Carl Weathers was uh, an actor at the time what did he do because like carl weathers was jacked and i meant to look up like when he first stands up in that tight office shirt i was like dude this like i don't remember carl weathers ever looking this- oh God. you you didn't see him in rocky did you oh no i've yeah rocky is one of those that i watched as a child and have never seen another one mm-hmm. yeah he he's uh apollo creed okay okay so Okay, because I was thinking, I was like, man, why do I think of Carl Weathers as a boxer? And that makes sense now. Yeah, you had two physically big guys. And Jesse Ventura also was a physically big guy being a professional wrestler mm-hmm. as well. Um, oh, yeah. Hence why he uh, carried around old Painless. And all one of the uh, uh, little facts that I found out, because um, it was built into the cast, buh, 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 Shane Black who yes. was Hawkins was the writer. So he was not only an actor, but he was there to make like on the spot writing change decisions. Yeah. He was hired for his writing, not, not his yeah. acting. Um, and part of that was because he had uh, written lethal weapon yeah. monster yep. squad he had been involved with uh, later. He gets involved with uh, Lethal Weapon 2. Um, and he comes back later with The Predator, which we'll we'll talk about that movie <laughs> later because I don't want to bring us down. Anyways, we're talking about the good one. 
So yeah, we're talking about Predator, not the Predator. Well, since we're talking about the good good movie, let's let's actually talk about the good movie. Let's get into uh, the meat and potatoes of this. So we start. We're in space. We see an alien spacecraft. It displo- deploys a nice little shuttle to Earth and then disappears. And we see the words Predator. And before we get any further, Eric, yes, I gotta know how those nacelles be. <laughs> I don't think we really got to see enough of them. Uh, it was a pretty generic mm. spaceship, I gotta say. I was yeah. not later, later on in future movies, we get a much better look at their spaceship. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the one in Bray. I, I was all about that. Mm-hmm. I thought the um, like that scene reminded me a lot of Star Trek. Like, not that I've ever seen much of it, but just how the way that it moved along, like the way that the yeah. camera follows it, and the way that it moves in space. I was like, you know, this, like, I certainly don't remember the intro. And I was like, the ship looks pretty good. And, like, the way that it moves, it's, uh, I mean, it's got five years on the thing, but it's a lot less janky, like, visually. Mm. It, it is both more impressive and less janky. It was used in that one one scene, just whoop, right by. Mm. I mean, I'm glad they didn't do a lot of setup with that, but I almost wish they didn't even include that shot. Because I feel like it would have been even more effective if, like, you just went into this movie and didn't even know there was a fucking alien in it, you know? <laughs> and then it shows you know, up halfway through. A lot of people have also said that about the thing. Like, they wish that intro scene would be removed. Yeah. Because it, it does... That would have been like, way creepier. Yeah, like, uh, it, it does such a great job of introducing the Predator. Because is it... The, well, it's his, gradual. His vision at first? Yeah. And then it's gone for like 15 more minutes. So, yeah, we it, it it is a slow introduction to the Predator. And we we don't even start with the Predator. We start yeah, no. with meeting Dutch and his team. Um, They're brought in where they uh, they run into um, Carl Weathers character to um, Dylan. You son of a bitch. <laughs> That's like perfect. <laughs> That was terrible. It's like Kermit if he's all pissed <laughs> off. It's when Kermit and Gonzo get back together and they haven't seen each other for a while. So they they run into each other and they get the rundown. Dutch gets the rundown from from the uh, the Colonel and she's uh, Dylan about. All right, we've got these we've got these guys. They're stuck. They've uh, we got to go get them. And they're on the wrong side of the border. So we need a special forces team, essentially, to go in, get them out. It's going to take a day. That's really all you need. And Dutch is very adamant about, you know, we just go in and we get people. We're not hunt. We're not trained assassins. We're not, you know, uh, soldiers for hire. Just go in and kill people. That's not what we do. They can easily do it. But he is adamant about we're just going in, grabbing people and getting out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. My my favorite line in the film, uh, because it's right after Dylan is like, hey, man, you know, you skipped a job in Libya. And uh, um, Dutch says, you know, wasn't my style with a rescue unit, not assassins. Um, (laughs) And that is which we'll get into. But that is my single favorite line in the entire film. (laughs) I, <laughs> I love it. But uh, I love so, that immediately after that, we get like all these shots of these weapons. Like they go in, like they're about to start a fucking war and overthrow a dictatorship. Yeah. Like the Gatling gun. Though. And 
Yeah. <laughs> like it's insane how much armament e- they come with. Each character has their own uh, class, you know, yeah. of the yes. party of yes. what they are. You've got a heavy, Definitely you've got a sniper, you've got the, the explosives expert, you got the, the, you know, the Colonel leader, you, you've got all these different characters are all on the yeah, helicopter. Guns. Yeah. <laughs> Two smaller guns, you know, mm-hmm. I'm the dual wielder. Uh, <laughs> so we're learning, we're learning a little bit about them on the helicopter rides in and they're going in early in the morning um, they they find out, all right, hey, there's no backup. We are it. So once we're in there, we got to go grab these guys and we got to get the hell out. Mm-hmm. So they get dropped off and they start making their way towards uh, the helicopter. And on their way in. Oh, I also love the fact uh, I forgot in the in the helicopter. We learned that we learned that Jesse Ventura is a sexual Tyrannosaurus. Oh, yes, that is such a great line. <laughs> It will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus, just like me. So I think he has the best lines in the film, to be honest. <laughs> he he and Arnold go back and forth. I mean, Arnold always has one-liners, but uh, you you made a point about how um, about how Ventura's character has like three right when they're at the camp, like in yes. a row, and they're just all good. Back to back to back. I'll I'll find those once we get to that moment. So as they're making their way through through the jungle, they have uh, Billy, who is played by uh, by Sonny Landham, and he is uh, Native American. He's a tracker. He's a scout, and he's made reference to how there's gorillas in the general area, and that they need to keep moving. Uh, as a kid, when I heard this, I didn't know what a gorilla <laughs> in this gorilla exactly. Was, I didn't yeah. know what they meant by gorilla, and I thought they meant the animal. And I oh, was very was like confused. A Congo situation. I did, <laughs> and this was long before Congo. So, <laughs> yeah, when they keep referencing the gorillas, I was very confused as a kid about oh, there's just gorillas everywhere. Oh, okay. Why don't we ever see the? Why do they? Why do they say the gorillas have guns? Why are they afraid of these gorillas? <laughs> I didn't realize this was Planet of the Apes. This is very yeah, it's weird. A prequel. <laughs> yeah. You know, granted, later on, you know, as I get older, I realize that I'm just ignorant and a child, and I didn't know, but. Whatever. I think we've Story. all been there oh, yeah. <laughs> with the gorilla thing. Viet Cong, they had gorillas. It's like, uh, well, that's weird. <laughs> well, I mean, that makes sense because the big one's name was Kong. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. They named themselves after the cult of Kong. Okay. So while Billy is out tracking, he's always ahead. Um, he, something is tickling at his sense. The entire movie, he has this kind of unspoken sixth sense that, Something's out there. Something's not right. And he comes across uh, these bodies that have been skinned and strung up just hanging out. Uh, Heads are still attached, but they've all been skinned and gutted. It's pretty nasty. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, pretty graphic. The vultures are hanging out there. And we find out it's somebody that uh, that Dutch knows. Poor Jim Halpert from The Office was skinned and gutted. (laughs) I totally thought they said Jim Hopper. They Isn't they that... did, buddy. I'm I was making I was making a joke. Oh, but... isn't that the name of the sheriff from Stranger Stranger Things? Oh, it is, isn't it? Could that be a reference oh, that shit, we just never caught on to? Because I mean, Stranger Things is like made out of '80s references. It is maybe. Oh, damn! Do we know Hopper's future post Stranger Things? He becomes oh, the Green shit. Beret and then dies in the jungle, but killed by a predator. 
Stranger Things no. and oh Predator Universe confirmed. Yep, yeah. we got it. We nailed Same it. universe. Damn. Uh, uh, he lost weight. He got in Demi shape. Demi Gorgon versus Predator versus Alien. Yeah. I would watch that. Dark Horse, eat your heart out. You're welcome. <laughs> So Jim Jim Hopper's dead, and Dutch turns to Dylan, going, "Why were they here? These guys were Green Berets. These are top of the top." And Dylan's going, "I don't know. We were the only ones here. No idea why they would be here." Mm-hmm. So Billy finds out that you know some some of the men uh, escaped or were captured, and so they're following they're following the tracks, and they come across the um, the guerrilla camp. And while they're there, they witness the execution of a hostage, which, again, as a kid, I was going, oh, man, they just killed. He just killed a hostage. I also, like you, Corey, wasn't putting together that there were Russians, that there yeah. were guerrillas, that there was, you know, Green Beret army. Men. Like there's a lot going on that's way above the head of a, a child here. So uh, they don't know where the rest of the hostages are, but they decide to mount an attack and. So Arnold, they, he comes up with a plan, tells everyone to fan out. They're all taking out guards. We're taking out the um, the sentries. And Arnold, we get the obligatory. Arnold is really strong and needs to do really strong Arnold things. Yes. So he get, which is still awesome what he does. I love it. Oh, yeah. Lips. So I, I thought it was kind of dumb because um, I forgot that that scene happened. But like he's standing next to the belt and like my you know, OSHA meter is just going off and it's like, you are way too close to that belt. Like if anything happens, you're screwed. Where is OSHA? Yeah. But like, why did he have to stand on the outside of the belt? Why? Because he's literally in the open. He is. He could have just stood on the other side and it's like, this is kind of stupid. And then, you know, lifts up the truck uh, that has no bed on it, mind you. It doesn't have wheels or tires either. Um, it's got front tires, apparently, but the yeah, rear the tires front, but not rear. are a track because they're using it as a pump, I'm guessing, for water. Yeah. And that's why like it's running. Yeah. So, he, so yeah, they cut, he cuts the belt, lifts it up, puts a bomb on it, yeah, uh, and then s- sets it on its way. And then one of the one of the gorillas jumps in it to hit the brakes, and he ex- he sets it off. It explodes in one of the buildings, and all hell breaks loose. And from and this that point, is when they brutally murder everyone, every, in every conceivable way. Oh God! It's... And that is also when um, Mister Freeze was born. Stick around, stick around. <laughs> Just oh, impales God. that guy with his like. His three foot long knife. Yeah, he's got he's got his own like pocket machete just hanging out <laughs> yeah, on the side real. of his leg, and he's just impaling people with it. We see we see um, old painless just go to town, go into town. It's just I wish I wish this was real. I mean, you feel like it's real in so many video games, but oh god, it's so great. Ventura is there just mowing people down. Every just. But as it's happening, now that I'm an adult, and they were sent there to rescue the hostages that were yeah. that were captured, I'm thinking as this is happening, they have no idea where the hostages could be, and they are blowing up buildings left and right. Yep. This seems problematic mm-hmm. for their mission. 
they're professionals. They know where the hostages are. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was supposed to be a stealth mission. Quotes. Well, it was. It was stealthy until they needed to. And then yeah. you're seeing why, you know, why they brought all the guns that they're like, all right, you know, we're here to get the hostages, which we may or may not be blowing up. We don't know. So they kill everybody uh, from most part. Arnold kicks open a door, has another good one. Knock, knock. And then she just blows a guy out with the with the, with the barrel charge off his gun and then kills another guy and then notices there's a lot of paperwork and planning here. There's a whole warehouse full of um, munitions. And that's also where he uh, takes out uh, Anna, who was silently sneaking up behind him with a pistol, just knocks her out. And then um, and then Dylan shows up and Dutch starts to put together. It's like, yeah, this is this isn't what this isn't what you told us. You lied to us, isn't it? And Dylan, you know, admits to it. Yeah, you're right. You know, I needed the best to do it. You were the one guy that could do it. So, yeah, I lied to you. This is what this is what the government does. You know, grow, grow up, essentially. So for for the sake of the story and like what little bit there is, um, this was is, isn't it that their CIA guy, like the one that they were looking for um, is like partnering with the russians and the gorillas like the um guatemalan because i he, he explained it and like i just didn't fully grasp what was happening because it, it's like there's something big here um you know but i, but it's I don't not really important for the plot of the movie yeah i know but it was like i <laughs> it's like it's not necessarily important but i like the fact that like the thing that gets them into this situation is a lie yeah um i was just trying to like fully understand what the lie was because i must have missed a line somewhere so so the main lie was that um they had cia operatives that were taken out like the helicopter went down they did we forgot to mention they did find the helicopter yeah they discovered that it was taken out with a heat seeker which uh, initially right, okay so the green berets and stuff were sent in to stop the russians and mexicans from Cor- correct the blowing green up the jungle yeah, so the the uh, the helicopter goes down, and the Dutch goes, "All right, heat seekers. That seems pretty, you know, sophisticated for a group of just rebels just kind of hanging out here." And Dutch and Dylan's like, "I don't know, man. You know, man, man we're gonna be shot." Yeah. And then, and so then we find out that the the guerrillas and the Soviets are there's going to be this massive incursion that was going to happen from this point, and. <laughs> They needed to get in there to take out all these gorillas, take out the camp. That's what they needed to do. So Dylan cooked up the story. There were some guys that went in and went missing. Yeah. But Dylan used that as an excuse to get Dutch in there to do what he and his team does, which is take all these guys out. The Green Berets were sent in before Dutch to do this, but they ran into the Predator and nobody heard from them again. Okay. So the last potential person they could have saved was the guy who got shot in the head as soon as they showed up. Uh, yes. Because there were no other like us, um, you know, troops or anything. Cause everyone else was dead. Yeah. The predator killed what I think three of them were hanging, at least three were yeah, hanging up, maybe four. Yeah. And then, uh, a few others, like I forget somewhere like two or three were taken by the gorillas. And that's what Billy tracked back to the camp. We totally skipped over Cooper's quotes. Did you want to touch on those, Corey? 
Oh, I mean, we we may as well. Let me see. Um, it was happening. It yeah, it was happening while uh, while Dutch and Dylan were having their argument, and Cooper and Poncho are out still cleaning up where there's a few snipers that are uh, running around. Yeah, there's like one sniper up in a um, hillside, and uh, what was I'm looking at the transcript, so it has their names as Ramirez and Blaine, which are the last names. Blaine being um, is Cooper. Cooper, yeah. yeah so Ventura. So Ramirez is like, you're hit. You're bleeding, man. Blaine looks briefly at the wound. Ain't got time to bleed. Um, Such great delivery. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they duck down as a grenade explodes nearby. And he's like, son of a bitch is dug in like an Alabama tick. (laughs) Jack (laughs) us around all day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. What was the last one? Uh... No, I guess that was, I thought there was a third. Well, yeah, because there was the you got time to duck thing. Yeah, that was Poncho. Yeah. yeah. Right after that, I ain't got time to bleed. And Poncho's like, oh, really? Smart ass fires like three or four grenades up in the air. Yeah. Get time to duck. And then they're all exploding up in the hill. And and uh, Blaine ducks in with Poncho. And dirt's just falling down around him. And he's still chewing his tobacco. He's just looking up. That works, you know. <laughs> it is It is great. There, there are... Yeah, certainly a lot of lines to be had. So after after this is going on, um, you know, uh, Anna has been knocked unconscious. Dylan is adamant about, well, we can't leave her here. You know, we have to take her with us. She knows something. She'll <laughs> alert people to stuff. our presence. Yeah. And Dutch says, fine. You know, D- Dutch is pissed. He's like, we're I want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, You've lied to baggage. us. Yeah. You take her. You fall behind. You're on your own. So they radio for the helicopter. The helicopter's like, yeah, no, you, you're you in a hot zone. We're not coming in. There's gorillas all around you. You got to get the hell out of there. So they give them directions to where they got to they gotta go. I forget how many miles, but they got to huff it and get the hell out of town. While this is all going on, now we're starting to see from the Predator's point of view, uh, we're seeing the infrared. He's watching you know, what has happened. He sees a lot of the, the fire, the aftermath. He sees Dutch's men leaving. Uh, he sees Dylan pushing Anna and uh, Blake. I think it was Blake who tells another joke to um, to Sonny or to sorry to Billy. And the first joke that he told him in the helicopter, Billy didn't react at all. And then he tells him a second joke and Billy starts laughing. And then Billy again, right before he takes off, he gets that little tingle. He's like, yeah, something something's off here. And then he he runs off into the woods. And this is where we actually get the predator coming down from his view of everything. Um, and actually, we see uh, something that you mentioned or earlier, Corey, where <laughs> the special effects of the of the scorpion. You want to talk about that? Great. Yeah. So um, uh, Mac and Dylan uh, already do not have a good relationship. No. Because yeah. Dylan hasn't been on the field in a while and he's slipping up. And what Max says, ghosting, which apparently to them means bringing attention to them, not disappearing. Um, but uh, yeah, so Mac and Dylan are already not friends. And Mac tells Dylan to come here. So Dylan walks over to him and he's like, look over there. And so Dylan turns around and then he pulls out, you know, a knife <laughs> and like stabs Dylan in the shoulder. 
and you're Gently. like, what the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's kind of like a jerk and then, you know, Dylan jerks away from it. It's pretty like, much a fuck? jump scare. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like they do a close up of a scorpion on a piece of gum on the knife and like, you can very clearly see the putty that is holding it <laughs> on the tip of the knife. Like putty. I mean, it genuinely does just look like gum. Um, <laughs> And I, I'm just like, that is a mat, like that wad of gum is like a third of the scorpion's body. Like, it's just like, how, how did they let this go? I, but I, no scorpions were harmed in the making of this film, I guess. So that's well, great. I, is that, is that true? I, I don't yeah. know, but I mean, that's a figured, I figured that's why they use gum is, yeah. you know. I, well, I figured it was to hold it there, but I thought the effect was that it was the scorpion being stabbed and that's just the. Guts. crap coming out yeah the guts coming out as it's stuck on the knife that's how i took it um <laughs> so I figured, like, it's well, a lot of guts for a bug it is uh, but that's just whatever we're talking about an alien creature that sees an infrared <laughs> that's killing people. they honestly they put a lot of money into that suit so like everything else is okay mm-hmm. so as uh, they make uh, the dutch and his crew makes it away the predator comes down, he he sees all the dead bodies and then makes it over to the scorpion where Mac left it. He stepped on it, crushed it. And the scorpion and the predator, for some reason, just reaches down and picks it up and yeah, looking at it. Um, but it gives it gives us a cool. This is our first look at the predator without seeing the predator. And you can see that the it hand. is an alien. Yeah, we see that yeah. hand go. Yeah, that's a big hand. That's yep. not a human hand. Yeah, we figured out that, I mean, seeing an infrared, we know it's not human, but oh, damn, this is a big thing. So they continue on your way. This is also where it mimicked, um, it it better displays the mimicry, because when it picks Mm -hmm. it up, it says the final words that um, Max said to Dylan. Yep, it it picked up. It was listening to Billy. It was listening to Mac. And it was listening to Dylan. So it was mimicking the, you know, turn around over here and the laugh, um, from all three uh, from all three characters. So at this point, Dutch's team they are uh, trying to make their way out to where wherever they need to be evacuated. And Anna is trying at every moment to try and escape and and get away and. Dylan is kind of keeping track of her and she gets out once and they stop her. And, and then at another point, Billy's making his way out and he stops again and he's just staring out into the wilderness and the entire team is just sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And then finally it's like Dutch is like, all right, what what the hell is going on? He gets out there (laughs) And he starts talking to Billy and Billy is, isn't really making much sense. Um, and he says, nah, I guess it's nothing. <laughs> it's like, All right, you weirdo. And then yeah. Anna uses this point as a distraction. Um, hits. Uh, Dylan had moved and hits. I think it's um, Poncho in the face with a, with a log and begins running. Everyone takes off after her. Uh, Hawkins is the first one. He's a radio operator. He gets after her. He chases her down and captures her. And as he's standing over her saying, look, please, please stop running. Please stop running. You hear the oh God, the the crackling of the, uh, oh, the, of the chittering. Yeah. yeah, the chittering of the predator. And this is where we get the first look of of the predator's 
um, disguise of camouflage of how mm. it just moves, stabs Hawkins, just tears by him. His body flies off camera. Anna is covered in blood. And then everyone else shows up, finds Anna just covered in blood going, this isn't her blood. And then Poncho slowly follows the trail. He finds Hawkins equipment, his gun, and then he finds a gut pile. Yeah. And it was the pile of guts. And she phrased it as um, the forest came to life and grabbed him. Yeah. At least that's what they translated as. Poncho apparently is the only one who can translate out of everyone here. He's the one translator. So he continues to ask over and over and her story doesn't change. He shows Dutch, you know, where the gut pile is. What something that's worth mentioning that like leads into this scene that I kind of like, because it's this movie, it, it could definitely have been done better, but for the, for like 80s action schlock there's a lot of really solid ideas whether they knew it or not but when the girl goes running you only see that from the perspective of the predator Mm -hmm. so like she you know she whacks um you know poncho in the face with a stick and bolts but the entire time she's bolting it's from the predator's viewpoint and i don't know that they showed him sneaky no they did show something because you do get the chittering like you said but like it's it's cool because you know it's predator and prey so he's he's watching the weakest link um and then you know that's how he knows where to attack is okay this is the one who strayed from the group and the group is all over to this side um you know i just like that decision that filmmaking decision as opposed to like a camera chasing her or like you know a wide angle pan of her running through the forest but like seeing it through the predator's perspective to get this, like you, you know that someone has fucked up mm-hmm. at this point because the predator is the one who's watching this happen. Um, so I like that perspective shot and then yeah, blood everywhere. It's great. So Dylan is adamant about how, look, you know, it's, it's the gorillas. You got a couple guys that are out there and they're just fucking with us. We just need to, you know, get rid of them. And Dutch goes, no, look, they didn't they didn't take his gun. They didn't take his equipment. Come on. You know, this is something else is happening here. And then he says, all right, look, everyone fan out. I want I want Hawkins body found. So everyone fans out. They're looking. And then we follow um, we follow Cooper, Jesse, Jesse Ventura's character. And he thinks he's found somebody. And then it turns out to be, I think, a porcupine. Mm hmm. And then he goes, and then he's like, ah, just porcupine. And he turns and then something hits him in the neck. And this was always a confusing part to me Mm -hmm. because something hits him in the neck and then the plasma caster rips through his chest cavity. What hits him in the neck? (laughs) I felt that confusing because that happens multiple times in the movie. Um, Because at the end, uh, Dutch gets shot in the arm. And he just like shrugs it off. He actually does not. And we'll get to that later. Okay. Because, because I was confused by that for a long time, but this time I noticed what it was. Okay. Um, But yeah, I, in this one, I get it because it's like something hits him and I'm wondering, was this just like a a test or was, you know, did he have it set to stun just to get Jesse Ventura's attention and then, you know, set it to full blast. Lethal. Yeah. So there, there's a few, theories about it for people that are familiar with the um with the series uh cory have you seen predator 2 yes yeah okay 
All right. So there's a few things. One, uh, some people said, oh, is, you know, the a spear from the spear gun, you know, in Predator 2, they, you know, that initially just hit that they shot at, at Cooper, which doesn't make any sense because we never see it again. Um, yeah. At all. Yeah. I don't buy uh, that and, one. And two, it would do a lot more damage. Yeah. Um, another theory was it was, and this tracks in with the AVP Predator games, is that when you play the Predator, you can charge the Plasma Caster and you can do a less powerful shot that does damage, but doesn't completely kill the person. But I don't think that was necessarily it either because it didn't leave many burn marks. It's just like kind of a splatter. Mm -hmm. What I think happened is the predator did do something to the porcupine. It may have shot the porcupine Mm -hmm. and then Cooper was kind of stunned by that. But all of a sudden he just got hit with something in neck and face and stopped. And after observing the battle at the guerrilla camp, it can see that old painless. It can, if it gets hit by it, it's screwed. Mm-hmm. Predator can shrug off some bullets, but a minigun is nothing to, to sneeze at. So I think it right. used it as a distraction somehow, and then took Cooper out so that it couldn't, um, the gun couldn't hurt him. Mm-hmm. After that happens, Mac hears this, and Mac and Cooper have have a good friendship going back and forth. And Mac comes running over, fi- sees Cooper laying on the ground, chest cavity is, yeah. blown open, yeah, looks into the gnarly. jungle. The predator is standing there. Eyes flash for whatever reason. They don't really explain why the eyes flash, but they, they do. Explain that. <laughs> cool and effect. then, yeah, for that's about it. Mac opens fire with his gun at the predator as it starts running off, hits the predator as we see as it runs because there's a little bit of blood on the leaf. He runs out of ammo, drops it, picks up the minigun, and proceeds to take out a rainforest. Yeah, they just level this fucking jungle. Everyone <laughs> joins him, which Everyone I think is even funnier. shows up, and they're just like, there's shit out there, okay, let's go. Because clearly the minigun needs help, and they are launching everything. <laughs> yeah. Arnold goes Grenades. through two or three clips, yeah, shooting every shit. grenade, the, everything's exploding. Dylan drops Anna down, she just covers her ears. Um... These dudes freak the fuck out and yeah. they waste all their ammo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not that it would have done much good, but <laughs> but they go I, through I, all that. I kept expecting the predator to be like off to the side, just kind of laughing at them, you know? <laughs> so they go through all this uh, and, and they're like, what did you see? And Max, I saw it. I saw it. It, just, it killed him and ran off, but he can't describe what it is. So then it's all right. Billy and Poncho go out. They're like looking for signs of what they hit. Poncho comes back. He's like, we 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 hit nothing. Mm. No, no, no tracks, no blood, no nothing. Nobody notices the neon glowing blood <laughs> on it. Absolutely. Other, I looked. Other than Anna, which again, <laughs> boggles my mind that she sees it, rubs it on her leg, and then... And then, uh, but Poncho, who's looking for anything. Okay, maybe he was looking for human signs. And he's yeah. just like, all right, these are humans. Yeah, the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, that's not, that's not red blood. That's not human. Okay, whatever. But you can't, you can't tell me they didn't see the giant, you know, seven foot tall footprints that, you know, this, this thing is leaving as it runs through the jungle. But, and it didn't Whatever. have any trees to go into because they mowed them down with the guns. <laughs> That's a good predators, point. 
Predators can jump a long ways. So if it got far enough to the side, it could probably leap a good 30 feet off and up into a tree and then continue jumping and it would have been fine, which is what I guess happened. Yeah. So then they go, all right, well, we need to, um, we need to set up camp. We, you know, we need to put, um, put Cooper in his, in his poncho because we're going to continue moving in the morning, but we got to spend the night. So they set up a bunch of traps. They they're up on a ridge. They're all set. And they're hanging out. Mac is is there spending his time with Cooper. And then later on at night, all of a sudden, Mac is attacked, and we don't know by what, but it yell it shrieks at him and <laughs> jumps at him, and then he proceeds to stab the shit out of it, yeah. and nobody is there. Everyone's hearing this, and they're like, "Oh, Mac!" And they're all running from every different angle for like 30 seconds and then we find out it was a boar yeah <laughs> definitely i definitely thought it was a, a rodent of unusual size yeah <laughs> it was a big ass boar i know it when was, they showed the head i was like, like Man, this thing could probably fuck up the predator yeah mm. <laughs> for real <laughs> and then after all is said and done when they're like when they're giving mac a bunch of shits like oh man could you have killed something bigger <laughs> like, fuck you <laughs> man maybe louder you know uh, they find out that Cooper's body has been taken and none of their claymores, their flares, nothing was tripped. So then it's like, all right, it came in through the trees. It's the only way it could have come in. So now we've got to figure out, we 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 got to figure out how we can take this damn thing out because we, we got to make a stand. Anna gives a little bit more detail, finally, of what she saw. Uh, kind of explaining how the jungle came alive, how in it English um, in English now finally. Yeah. Um, so then they start making they start making their last stand. They don't know it's their last stand. Dylan wants to move to the helicopter. Dutch says no. We if we keep moving, no one's going to make it to the chopper. So this is what we're going to do. Anna then tells a story of past summers where similar things like this has happened, and I've always interpreted this as all right. So. Predators have been coming to Earth on and off for a long time. Yep. That, you know, on very hot summers, apparently when it's hot, that's when predators like to come here. They like the heat, I, which I don't know why. They see an infrared. I would think that would make it more difficult, but. Uh, this summer in particular, then, would they would love this, you know, because it's hot everywhere right now. It's, well, it's hot everywhere. So they they set everything up there. We get a we get a fun montage of them putting together a Ewok net, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, set up and everything. They're kind of sitting there. There's only one way in. I'm like, all right, we're going to sit right here and nothing happens. So then Dylan makes a clever remark to Dutch. of, What are you going to try next? Cheese. And Dutch goes, all right, I'll be the cheese. And off he goes. <laughs> right. Moment. Right into the middle of it, just waiting and looking and waiting. He's like, yeah, nothing fucking coming. And then right behind him, Predator trips the trap and up it goes, up into the net. Which I understand some of this. People are going, probably reacting, going, holy crap, we just, something just went up, but there was nothing there. Mm -hmm. But also at this point, you guys leveled a jungle at nothing. You should be firing at the net. At this yeah. point, too, just there's something there. I'm just going to fire bullets. Nobody yeah. fires a shot. 
and yeah, Predator screaming and it's shooting its plasma caster in every di- direction. It destroys the net. It hits a log. Uh, log swing d- swings down. Takes out Poncho. Like crushes his ribs. Mm. Um, it takes. Yeah, it, off. it triggered the other trap, which is like, you know, <laughs> irony. Yeah, yeah. Which Poncho was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Exactly. Mac right, sees dude. it. Mac takes off after it. Um, he won't stop. Dylan then takes off after it. Uh, doesn't expect to come back, but. Dutch throws him an extra weapon and he says, all right, we'll hold that chopper anyway. So that leaves Dutch, Billy, Poncho, uh, and Anna to make towards the chopper. Uh, Mac and Dylan then make their way off to find the predator, which at this point it, we, we've changed. We've changed from the, the actiony movie of the beginning. We're definitely in the horror of the slasher yes. taking us out one by one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this, some, this group of uh, soldiers is now a group of red shirts, basically. But I think that works because it's showing you how outclassed they are. the The guys that you think would not have an issue that yeah. are the top, the top Green of the rays. top, yeah, you know, are being taken out by this thing. When it was, you know, the, these six guys took out a small army. You know, they were the predator at first, and now um, they're the prey. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Hey, do you think that has anything to do with the title of the new film? <laughs> Maybe you should go watch. I don't want to. See- it was well before this that he was singing the song, right? But uh, yeah, I, I like that. It's like they. It's like they still haven't fully picked up on entirely what's happening up until that point. Yeah, because um, they have been getting picked off and. You know, it's like the severity isn't there until after that moment. Um, I guess because they didn't see the laser happen with uh, Ventura. So they don't Mm -hmm. realize that this is like otherworldly. But uh, the the film definitely changes after this point. And um, and Dutch is all we we start going back and forth between the two parties with Mm -hmm. one party trying to make it to the chopper. Dutch is starting to piece things together of just how everything's going. He's figuring out it's like, all right, it's taking us out one by one. Mm -hmm. It it wants to collect the bodies. It didn't kill Anna because out of everyone here, she she is not holding a weapon. Yep. Um, You know, he's starting to piece or at least he's theorizing. This is what it is. Mac and Dylan make off. Um, they uh, Mac finds it and Mac does his whole creepy turn around mm-hmm. over here. And you're not sure what it is because you already heard the predator say that. And then you get this cute quick little jump scare of Mac, you know, just grabbing Dylan from behind and going, he's right over there <laughs> through the trees. I'll see you. Mac is snapped at this point. Yeah, and he's like stripping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which was, that's one of those scenes that it's like, what, like, I think. I'm going to have me some fun. That's right. I'm going to have me some fun. And he's like huffing out the lyrics to the song that we listened to in the Choppa. And it's like, I, I. think we already know that he's gone crazy i don't think we really needed this scene but you yeah. know whatever it's Did continuing notice... his character yeah uh, his devolving <laughs> yeah yeah 
did you notice how every close-up of Mac, he looks sweatier and sweatier? Yes. Like, I get that it's the jungle, but, like, this dude has, like, buckets coming off of him. It's yeah. Nuts. Why also, Brett, it was, like, what a dumb factoid, but I read somewhere <laughs> that he improvised the shaving thing, and I'm like, oh, geez. who gives a shit? That looks <laughs> painful. Because he did well, it on but, the chopper, too. Hey, he's shaving on the chopper. He's shaving in the jungle. No, and a man does not have a hair on his body, and then he's shaving. Uh, his that whole was... body looks like Zach's head. Yep. Oh. Oh. It's, yeah. 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 <laughs> Just You're soft as a baby's body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Max starts working his way down. Dylan's working his way around, and... This is where, again, we get to see a little bit more of the Predator. Max working his way underneath um, some trees. And then all of a sudden, some lasers appear in his arm. And, of course, we're watching it going, oh, that ain't good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, That can't be good at all. And Mac, you know, pukes his head around. And then they go from his arm to his head. And then we get the practical effect of uh, a dummy having its head full of molasses blown open. I, which is such a great like that shot it was because you see like the blurry head like real close to the screen but then like this nice ominous figure in between the logs like standing up you know in this like just mocking position and then it's just molasses mm-hmm. Red it looks like a watermelon mix. blowing up it did. Oh, it was it... so good and, and so then, like, 30 <laughs> seconds later they show mac looking at a fully to perfectly fine head yeah fine. i was very yeah. confused by that <laughs> yeah he literally yeah. blew his head off and it is maybe still it was there. the back half i don't know as possible i mean maybe that was it you know plasma caster they didn't know how it worked yet so they're yeah. just like eh. the, the exit wound was larger than the entrance wound <laughs> yeah except with except with cooper's body where it was the same on both sides yeah. it's like yeah. i can i can drive a small golf cart through this yeah Dylan makes his way around. He lands and he sees Mac's body dead under the logs. And then he hears the, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Turn around. Yeah. Yeah. and he's like, and he's like, Max dead. He's like, Oh fuck. He can mimic <laughs> yep. us. And then he, he, uh, gets his arm shot off, which, which again, crazy, yeah. beautiful, oh practical. I love the Amazing practical effects. Man. Yeah. They're dated. And I know that his arm is just tucked behind him. I know it's clever camera angles, but I Those love practical it. effects. But I it, love the, it. Me too, the thing man. that surprised me about that scene was like his arm gets blown off and then he hears it. Um, so this was kind of confusing for me at first because I was like, there are definitely two predators because <laughs> of what was going on and like how quickly it's able to go from point A to point B because it was absolutely in front of him. And then it's immediately behind Dylan. Like after it blows his arm off, it's behind him because he has to turn around. Um, but when they first started the turning around after they blew his arm off, um, I was like, oh, well, you know, he's turning in that direction to like hide the arm. But then he does like a full 180 and you see the whole bloodied arm. And it's like, oh, shit, like they're just yeah, showing this right great. on screen. Like I, I love it. It is it is a marvelous shot to see just the carnage that is below, you know, his bicep. 
Yeah. yeah, that's now gone. Yeah, and so he spins around, and he's got he's got the second gun that uh, Dutch gave him, and he's trying to take that off his shoulder. I think that was part of the reason why he was turning is one to get a better angle, and he's also trying. He's got like his right arm's gone, mm-hmm. so he needs to take his left arm and swing the gun up and around. And I think he's trying to like turn and wh- and use it to whip it around. And then the predator, you can see they show. Granted, the predator's in slow motion, but they're trying to emphasize how quick it can move through the jungle and it yeah it crosses from the side of the jungle where it was to where he was in a matter of seconds by the time that he's able to turn and get the gun down it has crossed however many yards to where he where he is and in just pulls out his um his claws and just yeah, his double blades right into his sternum and lifts him up and dylan is firing his gun but uh but Screaming to no avail in the distance I, yeah, I, I love I, that. that's one of those scenes that I wish they had showed the um, like the blades through him because I don't the blades never go through anyone in this movie that we no. see. No, no. Yeah, correct. He only the predator only uses the blades a couple times to kill people. Yeah. And and that was the one where you saw him lift him up. Yeah. Um, and you do see the blades. The blades are out to a certain point, And then when the predator makes a fist and angles his fist down, they shoot out another certain, like, you know, I don't know, four yeah. inches. So they can get longer. And we see that later in the film. That's right. But yeah, it didn't, I mean, it could never, gone... I, I would love to have seen that effect though, of it going straight through like body and lift up. But you know, I'm sure all the money went into the suit. <laughs> <laughs> At that, it'd be like, all right, we're going to lift face. you up. Yeah. We're going to lift you up with wires, but we're also going to, um, we need some claws protruding from your back. So you have to wear this harness. Like, while just, yeah. you up. That's all they That's could all. have done that, but you know, yeah, hindsight's 2020. We're, yeah. we're a few decades behind, you know, it's all right. We've, still, we've learned their lesson. It's still an okay movie. Yeah. yeah. It's there, yeah. So team two, uh, here's this as they're continuing to make it to the chopper. They hear Dylan screaming. They're like, ah, shit. So they keep going. Billy stops on this giant log that's going across to crevasse and, just goes, all right, you know, that's fine. I'm just going to get rid of my gun and I'm going to fight him with my <laughs> three foot machete that I have yeah. on my log. This scene just is like, confounding. Pulls, oh, yeah. But he, he like he pulls out his machete and he keeps pulling and he keeps pulling. <laughs> you're like, where? What? Like that thing was like it's touching the ground, man. Where did that yeah. come from? Like. But, it's this great setup. He slashes his chest like he's ready to do battle and everything. And then the very next shot, you hear him screaming. I know. He loses <laughs> It's instantly. like immediately and it happens off screen. It's it's yeah. just it's like kind of dumb, but like, you know, there's so much testosterone in that moment. Yeah. Um but I liked I my um probably the first time in the film where it's like they should have done some more like facial acting with Schwarzenegger was in that moment. Cause he's looking back and he looks like a freaking idiot the way that he's looking at Billy. And like, he just knows that he's not going to be able to convince him to go with them. Billy, come on. Billy, get to the chopper. Do are you doing Billy? <laughs> yeah. And Anna's like, look, we got to go. We got to go. So Dutch is like, look, I can't reason with him. So Dutch, now it's Dutch, Poncho, and Anna. And Poncho's still, he's foobard. He's got cracked, he ain't moving. He's 
you see in one instance, Arnold is literally grab. He's got his hand picking Poncho up by the belt loop, just hucking him along, just like doing curls with Poncho. Yeah. Going, we gotta go. Here we go. I gotta get my lifts in. And finally, they they hear <laughs> Billy and they stop. The chopper, do it. And they stop, and it's like the predator is now going ham. It it had been killing them one at a time, but I think the predator is going. Well, they're moving quickly. I got to just take them out, and then I'll go back and pick up all my loot along the way. It's like any MMO. Let's take care of everything, and then we'll go back and pick up all my loot. So <laughs> it gets to the point where it shows up in the tree, shoots Poncho in the in the head. He goes down immediately. Anna then goes to pick up Poncho's gun. So and Dutch. Uh, instead of taking the shot at the, at the predator knows that Anna shouldn't fire the gun. Cause then she'll be marked. Mm, so he yep. kicks it out of her hand, yeah. opens fire at the tree, misses the predator. And then the predator comes around the tree, shoots the plasma caster at Dutch. And this is where I also thought yeah. Corey for a long time, it hit him in the shoulder and he shrugged it off. And it That's was just like, too. Oh, like- it wasn't, it wasn't a charged shot. When you go back and look at it, the shot hits his M16. His gun explodes, and that's the wound in his shoulder. Is the Uh, gun break? You actually see the gun, the front half drop, and you see him like falling with the second half like this, uh, and a third piece goes right through his shoulder. That's amazing. I didn't catch that. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense because like his arm would have been lopped off too, otherwise, right? Uh, by the by how this movie works, it, it would have been just like Dylan. Yeah. You know, his arm would have been gone. I was like, I mean, when it hit him, I was like, where's his arm? Why is it still on him? Like, yeah. I, we he's know a hero, what it can do. He's a hero class, so therefore yeah. he has more hit points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that, then he's hurt, Anna's to the side, and we get the historic, run! Get to the chopper! And Anna just takes off. And then so Dutch is Dutch takes off right. His M16 screwed his uh, his his sidearm was a submachine gun, which he gave to Dylan. So then he takes off running um, and he's running through the woods, running through the woods, running through the woods. And we see the pre- and this goes back and forth between third camera, you know, us watching third camera, a first person predator getting closer mm. getting closer getting closer and then all of a sudden dutch falls and slides and luckily goes off a cliff into a river because so, had he had he not uh fallen i predator would have caught him yeah, oh, yeah. He, he would have died but I, like that's an incredible the, the shot scene, though, with the waterfall well yeah but like the where he slides He'd when be they dead. do that like close-up angle to him mm-hmm. I, I just got flashbacks of like home alone Go, he's like, down, right, like <laughs> going down the it's, stairs it's like this is so stupid and yeah. like you know this is an adult man who like you know it, it, it looks like he could flick flick you and your face would just like you know implode explode yeah and like you know this is just such a dumb scene and when he goes off like they do the shot of him looking down and it's like yep those are rocks and then he falls right into water and it's like yeah. like i get it but it's just so dumb that they put forth the effort because when you, that starting angle, you just see water and it's like, okay, he's going to fall into water. But then when they angle the camera down, you see like ground and rocks and you're like, yeah, he's fucked. And then That's he not- somehow lands in the water. <laughs> Didn't you know gravity works like this where they just yeah. keep going it just perpetually keeps, forever? Yeah. You don't arc. No, 
Uh, Arnold and Schwarzenegger has no gravity. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they do that. And then they also show him like falling, but then kind of going head first. But then they show the wide angle from far away of him jumping, jumping down feet first. Feet first. So they, yeah. They show like three different angles of it. Then he gets, he and gets out of, of the water. <laughs> none of them are. Yeah. And then he crawls out of the water. He survives. He's covered in mud. He's just, uh, and just collapses. It's a great moment. And then the predator jumps in the water. And then it's a, holy shit. And you see him like turn with the one eye going, ah. and he slowly crawls back through the mud. He's now covered in mud and he gets, he gets pinned underneath um, a down tree. And then he reaches for, I don't know if he's reaching for his knife or sidearm or what he was looking for. Cause he has his knife later. But he was looking for something and it wasn't there. And he goes, crap. So then he's going to, again, be strong, arm Arnold. Just like, yeah, I'm I know. Just he's gonna, just flexing. I'm going to I'm gonna hold myself here for no reason. And then the Predator comes up and we and we finally get our look of the Predator. And it's impressive. And which, oh, yeah. I, Eric, I have to ask, uh, how, how are those fishnets treating you now, Eric? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was great. This is such a good design. I mean, uh, what else can we say? It's iconic, you know. This is mm -hmm. the predator. I love First it. time, it's so many weird things. All like it has dreads. Like that. Yes, was, that was always the coolest thing. Is like, well, you like, got. Why does it have dreads? But also, I don't give a shit. Like this yeah. is awesome. <laughs> well, the dreads are like coming off of the helmet, right? But no, it's, it's the helmet. We he has like these spikes, kind of. Mm hmm. And like this scaly face with the pincers. But he himself, like they're on his head too, because when he pulls the helmet off, yeah. Yeah, the helmet is separate. The helmet, the helmet is like three quarters of, or just like the front face part. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then okay. everything on the back is just the dreadlocks. Um, yeah. And you can see, all right, it's got some armor on it. It looks like it's reptilian in some way. And that little, like the, the shoulder cannon, um, they very quickly in that moment show you that it follows wherever it's looking where it's looking and it's yep. like oh my god how cool is that you yeah. know like it's looking around and the little shoulder cannon and you're like yo you're fucked <laughs> yeah it's looking and then and then as it's looking around we get oh there's a little bit of heat and we see it's looking at it and then we get the first look at the reticle as it's like zooming in on it and then we see the laser so we're going from first person predator we're seeing what it's seeing we're seeing third person kind of from dutch and we're seeing it in focus and then it shoots it we're like oh god there goes dutch no it just blows open a log and a possum an old so, possum uh, right away that's supposed to be a quadamundi i don't know what it was but it runs <laughs> it runs away and and the predator is frustrated and is like, man, what the fuck? And it wanders off looking for Dutch. And Dutch again proceeds to put stuff together, go, it didn't fucking see me. Yep. I'm covered in mud. So it's blocking my heat signature. You know, That's how he's mud thinking, works. yeah. He's like, all right, well, I got to figure out what the hell to do. It's still looking for me. It's not going to stop. And his whole this final setup is a pretty cool setup because there's this massive what looks like a redwood tree yeah kind of like knocked over and there's another big ass like tree right behind it and this is like the final stand area and then we get the fun little the fun little montage yeah of, the best montage in the movie MacGyver's the shit out of this 
he, he grabs several small trees and turns them into a bow. Yes. Oh god, yeah, everything he's doing. You know, he he has no gun. He's got his knife. He does still have uh some of his grenade launcher um shells. So yes. he's figuring out, all right, I got to I got to kill this thing. What can I do? All right. Uh here's a small if I can get it to crawl underneath here, if I can get it wedged in here, we can get it stabbed a bunch of times, it'll die. So we have the obligatory Arnold doing strong things again while the predator now we're starting to see that the predator is collecting Mm -hmm. and it's a trophy. It's a trophy hunter because I think it has Billy's body and it rips out the spine and skull, which stick together, which is great. It's amazing that all that sticks together when you're ripping it out. Um, we see it's it the like, same glue that they did on uh, the scorpion. Yeah, yeah, all that gum, <laughs> that and <laughs> and then it's it's polishing the the skulls. One of the skulls has a hole in it, so you see that the plasma caster did impact a skull and and killed someone. I'm guessing it might Hawkin, be but Poncho. It's Poncho, either Poncho, the, second, the one that was holding on to um, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he did, got well, shot in the head. He did, and Mac did. Mac was shot in the front of the head. Yeah. Poncho was shot either in the and side or side front. So it could have been either one. But I like, um, pretty, like there was care put into it because like yes. you see, you know, the skin dangling off the skull and blood yeah. and stuff. And then it just like um, burns it off basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yep. I don't think it was with fire that it used. No. So it Some was kind of acid, I think. Yeah, like what a cool, you know, scene. It there, there My is this trophy. like, yeah, this like personality that is developed. Um, one of the things that we like completely skipped out on was when they did hit the predator. He has his own like flesh sewing kit. That's right. That's yeah, but we see like there's so much about a character that like never actually speaks and only ever mimics. Um, and doesn't really seem to have opinions on things, but they, they do a surprising amount of development again, whether they wanted to or not. Um, Mm -hmm. Like it, it hangs people up in different ways. It, uh, you know, takes different trophies. It celebrates things in different ways. It prepares things in different ways. It prepares itself in different ways. um, And it's got a code of honor. Yeah. Which is what we're coming to, you know, eventually. Mm-hmm. Something else we forgot to to mention um, when when Anna was talking about what she saw in the jungle and and everything, she mentions to Arnold right before they do the last stand that um, you know when when it killed the big man, it was hit and it was bleeding. And Arnold also has the the quote of, "Well, if it bleeds, we can kill it." Mm-hmm. That's right. So he he knows it is vulnerable. He knows it's big, it's strong, but it can bleed, so therefore it can die. You know, we're, we're done with the montage. Schwarzenegger is ready and he grabs his uh, torch. Mm. Um, is very, like, very... I feel like he put more effort into that torch because that that is <laughs> yeah. a very a... well-made torch. Mm-hmm. Um, like, this felt like you know, something guys... like out of, like, Conan the Barbarian, you know? Yeah, it, it is it immaculate. The way that it's yeah. like split and flared out and has like a holding spot. It's like, dude, okay. Like he's been there for like two days making that torch and now he's going to go fight the predator. <laughs> yeah, the chopper can wait. Getting and eaten get, alive by mosquitoes. Yeah. This torch got, has to be awesome. <laughs> it's got to gotta, gotta play the part. I mean, he's got to be able to drop it. It's got to stay lit. And it's got to start a fire. Yeah. So. 
But yeah, you know, he, he drops it. Uh, you know, he lights it up. And wait, does he scream first or drop it first? He like, screams while holding it. Yeah, so he's attention. still holding it. And that is like, okay, again, like dumb 80s. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger in a but tree screaming at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's such a beautiful scene. Like, it, it is amazing. And then he throws it down. And I'm assuming that's just to, like, fuck up all of the thermal stuff. Well, I don't know that he knows it's thermal yet, but, or if it's just a calling card, like, I'm here. Like, just I, I think, don't I work think for it's, it. I think it's both. I think yeah. it's one to let the predator know, hey, I'm over here, asshole. This is where you need to come get me. Yeah. And he's suspecting uh, that, it, that it's, yeah, because of the mud thing. Because th- he has cool mud on his body. It couldn't see him. All right. Let, I bet this will make it easier for me to see it at night and mm-hmm. it'll screw with its thermals. So uh, so he does that. He crawls up into a tree. He's created this bow from like f- three tree branches. He's got uh, arrows that apparently can shoot through trees with this bow. And then he's got and at, one, at least one explosive arrow. Uh, that he used one of his grenades power uh, powder to to make. So yeah. while he's crawling up in the tree, just kind of hanging there, just like waiting and watching, freaking Predator like grinds over his body essentially to get yeah. down <laughs> to the tree. <laughs> and you see like just his face and everything like warps as it crawls by and it gets cool. down there. I uh, That is like, I don't think they've ever done that again showing uh, the predator crawl downwards yeah that no i don't think because so. it's that, like when, when i saw that i was like holy shit these would be so much more terrifying if we showed them do more animalistic things because they yeah. move too much like humans it's like a xenomorph at this point yeah. with how it was crawling yeah and then like later on down the line and like prometheus and stuff there's this obvious relation between the two but like I, I feel like that's something that should have carried through the rest of the films. Like maybe they can't climb walls, but like, and they even there, there is another weird parallel to this, but earlier in the film, um, Arnold climbs down a hill to go scout the gorilla camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, that is a pretty steep incline or decline rather. And like, that's a lot of strength to keep yourself from just like sliding straight down, like grabbing on the ground and not sliding down and mm-hmm. making a ton of noise. And then the predator kind of doing that later in the film. It's like there, that is a very solid display of strength. And it also makes the predator like one, it's comparing it to the humans because the humans did this earlier, but it's doing it in like the weirdest way, like in a much more alien way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's such a great short moment that like I wish we had more of in the rest of the franchise. So the predator makes its way down onto the the downed tree bridge, looking around to see the fire. Uh, Dutch swings to another tree for a better vantage point, and s- instead of using the arrows, it starts with the explosive arrow to try and disable and you know hopefully do something. Kill it. Yeah, do something fires at. Uh, explodes in front of the predator, uh, disables a cloak, screws up its uh, uh, part of its arm armband and controls, and then it starts just shooting a plasma caster in every direction. And we get every a pretty direction. 
4th of July fireworks display of all this shit exploding in the tree. Eventually, Arnold's got to dump out of the tree. I don't think he gets to use any other arrows. I think that was like his one yeah. arrow. Well, and one thing that I, I thought was absolutely hilarious, um, and I mean, we don't really know where everything is because they're not showing full-on locations, but when he fires that arrow with the shell on it, it basically just straight Ooh, drops. Just drops. <laughs> it's like the Predator's like four feet. Apparently, it's just four feet in front of you and straight down because that arrow is not going nowhere. I mean, apparently the arrow follows gravity just like Arnold does. Yeah, just... <laughs> it's like you. It has it has no gravity, no gravity. But the so the, he... the fireworks was great. It's a good yes. scene. Like there are literal fireworks going off in the uh, forest and There's trees every direction. Yeah, like the cool. They do multiple like money shots in this one scene, like the behind the predator with the fireworks, the long distance shot of the predator standing on that log with everything lighting up around it and exploding. Like, there's some really solid shots in this moment. Oh, yeah. So Arnold drops to the ground. He loses his bow and his arrows. I forget if they break or if he just loses them. But he runs off. And this is where oh, we learn that... Didn't one of the... It blew up the bow, didn't it? Was that it? I I think I think one of the, the lasers <laughs> blew up the bow. Yeah, Maybe. He was, holding, sure he was holding on to the tree. Uh, e- either way, the bow is yeah. gone. And he drops and he runs off because he's got other weapons. He, he's got a backup plan. Now he has a spear bomb. He's got a spear bomb. But this is also where we learn that even though the Predator can't see him, it can track movement of non-heated yep. items, elements of the surroundings. Because as Arnold, Arnold kind of gets wounded just by the, the, all the explosions in the area. He runs by, he hits a branch, and the branch is moving, and the predator can detect it. And the yeah. predator goes, ah, he's over there. I can't see him, but I know he's over there. And then uh, runs down. They uh, almost runs into Dutch. Dutch does the amazing, again, Dutch strong maneuver of hanging <laughs> underneath a log bridge, just hanging out. I don't know how he got there. I don't know how he's hanging on, but he's just there. The predator walks across the bridge. He continues on his way. Dutch is able to go get his um, his spear, his explodey spear, and his um, little necklace. He's, no, he's got an explodey spear. He has an explodey spear and then uh, the knife. He has a knife attached to the end the of the The knife's one. on the spear, and yeah. he's got a little little neck satchel of exploding this. Yeah. And it's just gunpowder from one of the other rounds. Because he uses that, and it's like, it's kind of weird. I didn't really pick up on what that was, but I'm assuming gunpowder based on the reaction. I think it was from one of the uh, grenade launcher thingies. Because he had, thinking. He had yeah. two or three of those. So then he uh, so then he makes his way back around, and I forget exactly how, but he ends up wounding the Predator again. How does he do that? Because um, the Predator is now bleeding at one point. Hmm. It, oh, what did he do for that one? It all was happened. It, the, so it was fast. another spear. Be, did he? Was that? Oh, the bomb that's right. Spear? He did, yes, he did have the he exploding throws the bomb spear. One. Yeah, he throw. Yeah, because he's he's peeking out around the rock. The predator. We see the reticle. It detects the movement. It fires at him. He rolls. Does right, an Olympic? Does an Olympic throw? Javelin. It explodes. Javelin throw. Gets up there with the spear with his knife, 
And that's where he starts tracking it. Cause then there's pieces of blood, pieces of blood, and he's following, following, following. And then he gets to like this little cave that it crawls into. And I'm looking at it going, eh, fucker did not crawl in there. That's way <laughs> too big. He did not crawl in there. So and then that's Arnold, another great scene. So yeah, Arnold's inside mm-hmm. this, whatever it is. And they do like a close up on his face and behind him in like the top left corner, they're mm-hmm. like pouring glow stick. It's glow shit. stick. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's just like splashing and stuff. And it's like, yep. what, like, if you're not paying attention, you could absolutely miss that. But it yeah. is just neon they, green pouring down behind him. And then they do focus on it. And speak, this is also, I we should have brought this up earlier, but the music at this point. That, yeah. I love the theme to the Predator movie. Uh, and Salvatore, right? That's the... I'll look it? it up, but I'm uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Alan Silvestri. Silvestri, there you Silve- go. Yeah, Alan Silvestri did the music, and right then, like when the blood is dripping, it's like the music and the blood are almost like in sync up as it's like dripping down, and then you see this giant shape drop down behind Dutch and start working towards him, and then you see the uh, the predator's view, and it can kind of tell that something's there. It's like you see blue and you see black, and it's like there, there's an object there, but it's not, you know, registering Sticking out. Yeah. Uh, so it's crawling up to him. Dutch pulls his little uh, powder thing, lights it, throws it behind him, and then exit exits that cave faster than a human possibly could. Just yeah. Faster a, than the predator at that yeah. point. It, he, it's like he was attached to horses and they took off because he, yeah. you just see him shoot by the camera. Just whoop. he's like 30 feet away. Yeah. He's yeah. Gone. He's just gone. And then explosions behind him. He's running full sprint. The predator turns around, sees him already jumps, clotheslines himself on a branch <laughs> for some reason <laughs> and falls into the river where he loses all of his protective mud. And swims to safety, looks around. Oh, okay, I'm good. And right when he goes to get up, uh, the claws come down on either side of his head. And then we get a full look of, oh, there's Arnold. Oh, that's a big-ass predator that's standing above him. Just looks massive. It's it's well over 70. It's somewhere between 7 and 8 feet tall. They really established the scale here. It's it's crazy that, like, we didn't realize just how big it was until this moment. Arnold's not a short guy. You know, he's pretty big. But the predator, like, he eclipses him for sure. How big um, is Arnold? He is 6 foot 2. And I think I read that the suit was 7 foot two or something like that because mm-hmm. um, they the original the bug max height was um like eight feet and they actually shortened it uh to make it easier wow. for him to walk around in yeah huh it looked too so, i mean it did not it looked too lanky also yeah. so um, kevin peter hall was seven foot two wow and so the, that's impressive. Um, Predator was probably so it's not a visual effect. Sticks. He's just a massive guy. Yeah, Ke- Kevin Peter Hall is massive, and Ke- Kevin awesome. also played the Predator, Predator in Predator Two. Uh, he no, played... okay, eight and a half feet tall. Okay, they did it well above his height. I, I misread that when I looked at it earlier. Yeah, so it's an eight and a half foot tall suit with a seven foot a guy who was literally one foot taller than Arnold Schwarzenegger inside of it. 
But we're trying to say is Predator is fucking it's big. It's huge. It's yeah. massive. So its hand is like larger than Arnold's face. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. which we, which we then see because it yeah. retracts the claws proceeds to pick him up one-handed throw him up against a tree to look at him just holding yeah. him up by his throat and it's like he he's a basketball player and he's palming arnold's basketball head right now just yeah. going hmm. and it's like all right so this is where we're starting to see that it may have some sort of sense of sport mm-hmm. sportsmanship because it's looking at him going you have no weapons you're the last one alive. You've done everything you can. You've got some good shots. And all right, let's have some fun with this. And, and I so, love it because it's it's holding him up. So like it's already established its level of strength. Yeah. And then it lets him go in this like sit down. <laughs> and then it gets ready. Like and Arnold lets him do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what else yeah. is he going to do? Yeah. I mean, he's just like, all right, you're going to walk around. He takes off the plasma caster. He takes off the, the mask. When we then and then we see the the predator sees more of a traditional, I guess, infrared. So the, their default is infrared. The masks help enhance it's, that and give them the ridicule. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking computer. at it, and it, apparently, it's just like it's not even infrared. It's just red. Like, <laughs> all they see is red, which um, conflicts, I think, with future movies. It totally does. Yeah. Yeah. So it it just sees red and like different shades of red. Fifty Shades of Red, yeah, which you know <laughs> certainly doesn't help him to see the to see Dutch. So then it it disarms itself up, except for the claws, and goes, "All right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to fight." And Dutch then takes takes a log, swings it at <laughs> at the predator. Immediately, the just, predator just breaks it. Forearm and, block breaks it, yep. and and we get another good one liner of, "Oh, big mistake." Yeah. <laughs> And then proceeds to get his ass kicked by the predator. And he gets, uh, he then runs away, jumps up a little cliff. The predator swipes at him and Arnold does like a turn and a big ass backhand smacks, (laughs) smashes him in the face. Predator just turns his head to the side, turns back with the mandible. It goes, (laughs) he's like, no, Kind of like the T one thousand does when he is like, yeah, Mm-mm. yeah, and this it does the same thing to him. Yeah, I think the very next move back. is that it backhand backhands Arnold and then proceeds to punch him over and over yeah. and over again. Uh, Arnold earlier did the, um, you know, you are one ugly motherfucker. Um, you know, uh, and what's interesting is while while the predator is beating the shit out of Arnold, like the sound is also off because Arnold, all of his noises are so high pitched. It's like he's like the predator is kicking the crap out of a, a, a child. Yeah. It sounds like, <laughs> yeah, just young Arnold. That poor Muppet is getting, yeah. <laughs> getting wrecked. Um, and finally you know it beats arnold by accident or on purpose all the way back to where the where the trap is that arnold laid for him and arnold this is where arnold made the mistake he's leading it back here i'm taking it by you know on purpose and then he should have kept going because dutch all of a sudden stops and and the predator is going well why did you stop you know you've been running you're, I'm here, kill me, do it. And yep. the predator, you know, then wises up Too and looks and is like, that. Oh, I'm not going through here. You've got pointy things here. 
no, I'm going to go around and jumps around. And then Arnold's like, oh, crap. And but happens to look up and go, oh, yeah, right here. And oh, you're right there. Perfect. Stand under that log. Just stand under the log. Right there. Hold on. There's a good shot. And so he notices this giant tree that is being held up by vines that he that probably weighs like five times as much of hit as him, but he managed to lift by himself is right above the predator. So he trips the trap, the counterweight drops crushing the predator. And he's like, Oh, okay. I did it. I I win. Eh, Point goes to me. And then, and then you get the, the obligatory last scare during a slasher of the log starts to move. And, and you, and you get the whole look from Arnold of, you gotta be fucking kidding me! Yeah. I just hit this thing with a with a medium sized tree. He picks up a boulder that's you know twice the size of his, size of his head, and then he looks at the predator, and it's it's screwed. It's it's coughing up blood. It's not living anymore, and uh, just he throws down the rock. Yeah, this thing's over clearly. Yeah, but the predator has one last thing that it needs to do, which is. I guess a few people have their different opinions on where it activates its its self uh, destruct option, a thermonuclear explosion from yeah. its uh, gauntlets, and starts laughing like Billy as it's continuing the countdown. So then, which was creepy as hell. <laughs> so then Dutch puts it together as oh shit, and just yeah, books especially because it. it's the. Um uh the countdown is speeding up you know and i love those little alien <laughs> symbols you know for mm-hmm. the numbers i guess i mean that's that's like the best part because i remember those even from the games and it's like yeah. i don't know what the fuck this means it's great i yeah. have no <laughs> idea how much ammo i have right now <laughs> there actually is I've never checked it from playing the games, but there actually is a whole alphabet and oh yeah, sure, sure. Of, of everything, and you can yeah. you can actually uh, translate. You know, people have translated a lot of the stuff that has appeared on screens. Um, That's cool. so Dutch takes off running, and he's running, 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 and then dives behind a small, I don't know, knoll, and the explosion goes off, and then we zoom back to the helicopter, which has. Anna has uh, Major General Phillips, who sent them out here. We have Kevin Peter Hall as a helicopter pilot. There's a small explosion on the helicopter. They're all going, holy crap, what the hell? And we see a small mushroom cloud. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, let's go over there. Let's yeah. go to the mushroom cloud. <laughs> yeah. That seems smart. And then as they land, we see Dutch in the middle of this burnt out you know, jungle area just covered in ash, bloodied. And yeah, he's looking pick, rough. He's rough. They pick him up in the, uh, in the helicopter. They take off. Anna's there. Uh, the major, major general just staring at him and he's just staring off, you know, yeah, just like haunted. Mm-hmm. His entire team has been taken out. Like he, everything he's experienced has never been experienced before to his knowledge. End of movie. And he died of radiation poisoning. Actually, there's a oh, whole shit. there's a whole other expansive story on Dutch. Because yeah, his of course there is. <laughs> his story does not end here. 
is this in the comics or it is in the comics and That's awesome. and his character was he his character was attempted to be brought back multiple times yeah. in multiple movies this i did know they really i had no idea really wanted Schwarzenegger to come back for every single movie and he was like nah my character's he has nothing to do with this anymore so huh. predator predator 2 they were going to have him back and we we'll, we can touch on this again in predator 2 but um there was a pay dispute and he's like, no, I'm not going to do it because his career had continued to go up. And I forget yeah. what it was, if it was like a quarter of a million dollars or what it was. I mean, by Hollywood standpoint of like the 80s, 90s is probably a fair amount of money. But by now it was nothing. Yeah. And he said no to it. So they rewrote his character. And that's the person that Gary Busey plays. In oh, Predator really? Two. Wow. Yeah. The government official who's trying to capture the Predators. Now, whether I, I, I suspect that the that the character would have been played differently and the ending would have been differently than Busey's character was because he was a different character. There also was a point in predators where there was a sequel to predator two that originally was put together. That was going to feature Danny Glover and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that that did not come. That did not come to fruition either, but you see pieces of it in predators. Okay. Dutch's character does continue in the comics and he does actually suffer radiation poisoning and is continuing to get sick. But he, his mission going forward is he continues to hunt and kill predators um, as they continue to show up. And Hmm. he actually is very successful and then eventually is bested by a female predator who allows him to live. And then, um, leaves him with he's pinned down with the net weapon that mm. we see i think in predator 2 and avp and he's per and he's got some permanent scars on his face but she allows him to live whether because he's a worthy opponent or the the yaucha are aware of of dutch and what he has done we don't know but she allows him to live and that's pretty much where his story ends is that he is willing to work with anybody at any point to kill predators He's like 70, he's like mid 70s at the end of the comics. Oh, and he, wow. and he's and his blood he he's been genetically altered with like predator DNA somehow to continue oh, wow. fighting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it it awesome. gets a little weird. That's cool. Though. I'd love to see them expand on that in the movies eventually. On the, I, the that's probably not going to happen at this point. Didn't they try to bring him back for either one of the AVP films or um The Predator? To do like kind of like Ripley, where it's like the older version of the character, because I, I I know it had to be one of the more recent ones, and the Predator is the only one that is current times and more recent. But um, I, I think by that point it was no longer like a pay thing. He's just like no Dutch is gone. Like Dutch is canonically gone. I don't know the reason why the the later movies he said no. I know why Predator 2 was financial, but they wanted him back for Predators. They wanted him back for the Predator. There actually is an AVP connection that they wanted to do in the Predator that they didn't do mm-hmm. um, that I'll talk talk about when we hit that movie. But they've wanted to have Dutch back multiple times. And at this point, he's saying no. They do have him in the Predator game that came out a couple years ago and a bunch of his tapes are available 
now how i haven't played the the more recent predator game so i don't know i think it is considered canon oh um but i don't know i don't know what happens with his character if it is related to the comics or not uh or if they retcon that because some of the things what i've looked at in predator 17 18 was retconned in prey not all okay but that's interesting uh, yeah and we can i i went looking into that so Corey, after you go watch Prey and we give our opinions of yeah. Pre- Predator and Prey, we can we can touch on that. But um, that's that's the movie. That is yeah. Predator. Uh, this started the whole franchise. There's been five Predator movies, seven if you count the AVPs, um, which are their thing. They're they're yeah. not considered <laughs> canon, I believe. Yeah, loose canon at best. Um, yeah, side I, side, I quest, say, side stories. No, this movie it it is fun. Um, if you haven't seen it. You know, that's that was your decision to listen to a spoiler episode. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> but uh, Predator, it's it's a good time. Like, it's 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 schlock, but it isn't. Man, I don't know. It's even hard to say that it's schlock. It's like better than schlock. It. I feel like they were trying. The execution just wasn't there because, like, you don't have John Carpenter behind the wheel. Ooh, but that there, would have I feel been interesting. like interesting. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of similarities because it doesn't um this is also 87 so we're at the burgeoning um eh, not entirely burgeoning but the the action film is like coming into its form with like robocop and stuff like that like when i think of the 90s i think of the action film you know independence day the 98 godzilla um (laughs) all of these films that are just like we're action for the sake of it um and this movie the the soundtrack could have been more horror they could have done a little bit more you know options with lighting um to make oh, it definitely. more horror focus and all that yeah you know there is one one part speaking Pretty of lighting funny. when uh arnold challenges the predator in the final bout there are two scenes in broad daylight mm-hmm. when the predator jumps down from a tree and one of them i think it's just like arnold's face but it is broad daylight and then they go back to night um but it's like real quick and i think the the predator scene is like it jumping from a tree and i'm like has arnold just been waiting for like six hours (laughs) you know for the predator to show up and then no it goes back to being in the dark that's supposed Um, that's supposed to be the fire in the background Corey. yeah right it's 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 so big fire such a big fire um well but it is a fun movie it's a recommend yeah Corey. um I know when we started the podcast, you had not seen Prey, but seeing that you are a Time Lord and exist within multi-universes, at this point, you have now seen Prey, correct? Yes, I was um, I was watching it before we actually started the recording, being the, you know, the Time Lord thing like you mentioned. Mm. So now that I completed it before I didn't watch it before the podcast, I have seen it. Um, and it, it is, uh, it was impressive. I, I really, and I really enjoyed it. Um, Eric and I had discussed it a little bit on, on the other podcast about how I didn't even realize it was happening. And then it was practically here. So, uh, without diving deep, deep into the movie, what was your excitement for it? Hype for it? What was your overall opinion of it? I mean, honestly, I was just looking for 
you know, what I would consider a good Predator movie, because as we've mentioned multiple times in this exact same episode, because this isn't a separate recording, um, (laughs) that the, the Predators are always kind of done dirty. Mm. Um, They, they have a lot of potential. They have a lot of like amazing, terrifying instances in the comics. Um, And this, I I think nails it, Uh, you know, the predator he's clearly op in this film um but he's just toying with people because he uh, like battle for battle you know starting off with something as simple as a snake and then going to a coyote and then a bear um before ever attacking people it's just he's screwing with everything and i love that he's just like testing out how things work on this world um and when like when he gets serious the fight scenes um are are phenomenal uh like you just feel the brutality of the predator in this one and yeah i feel like that is a lot of times missing um you know even like from the other movies it might be the most brutal character in there but it just doesn't feel the same um the staging was good. Uh, you know, the story it's, it is on par. Like I, I, I would say that it is better than the original, but that is a little bit unfair. What with the whole decades of time that have passed since the original. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's what if the original weren't, even like remotely schlocky and had been done right the first time. Um, like, I think that's what prey that's is. a fair is. assessment. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I, I agree with that assessment. And that was part of what, what Eric and I had touched on before when we had first watched prey before going back and rewatching predator, like we did. Uh, yep. You know, this, this certainly prey was, right at the top it you know i i enjoy most of the predator movies uh mm-hmm. in some capacity uh, predator still was always a go-to i i love that film nostalgia wise arnold wise one-liners all the fun stuff that we've been talking about i i just love going back to it this it is tough to say is it a better movie um i think in a way it is but as you stated it had multiple films prior to this to see what what worked and what didn't work it got back to the heart and the idea i think of the original that started to get lost in the later films Mm -hmm. and i think it both films are products of their time and how movies are look at how the fighting was in predator an 80s action film with all the explosions and the little quips here and there it's serious it's spooky but you it's got its arnold moments mm-hmm. here this is it's got very fast paced yeah, action sequences um i the fighting the choreography much much better i mean there the especially the fight between um you know our protagonist and the predator much better than the Arnold Predator fighting. 
Now, mm-hmm. Arnold w- had a different approach, but that was his character. Um, I don't know if I prefer Prey to Predator, but I do I do really like both films. What do you think, Eric? The original is definitely up there, but I'm going to have to go with Corey on this. And I, I do think that Prey is an improvement. I think this is the best one in the franchise. Uh after especially after revisiting the original it's still good it holds up but it mm-hmm. is showing its age a little bit if that makes sense oh yeah definitely especially with it being the first in a franchise and you know, mm-hmm. you're just kind of let's yeah. hope this sticks when we throw it at the wall mm-hmm. um i think prey does what predator did and i think in a lot of ways it does do it better i think overall yeah. it tells a better story but it did have it had the examples to go on. Should that That's be true. a handicap? Should that count against it? I don't think so. But I, I do think it is worth noting. If they were For both sure. original movies, oh gosh, that'd be tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, would I like a good campy 80s film. Mm. Um, like I, I think the 80s, as far as if, if I could only pick a decade, it might be the 80s because I feel like some of our like absolute best um, and some of our best worst came out of that decade uh, <laughs> well you know, for, for just being genuinely enjoyable or like genuinely terrifying. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I will give to the original, um, and it's not really a knock on Prey, it's just something the original uniquely did, was in the original, you kind of forget that you're watching a movie about an alien invader. Um, mm, yeah. Be- because it's in the very intro and then there's like a super tiny scene, uh, you know, with the scorpion and you're like, Oh, right. Like I'm watching a movie about, you know, an alien attacker, uh, <laughs> but there's all of this other drama going on. And then they continue with that other drama and then the predator returns and it's like, oh shit, yeah, you know, we're we're back into this Predator film. I, for being in its time period, I do think the Predator handled the non-story, like the the B plot, very well, mm-hmm. um, because it it did tell an entire story. We got this whole arc, and then they didn't hang on Dylan's uh, betrayal. You know, they they didn't try to make that some kind of like thing that pervaded the rest of the movie it's like dylan you betrayed me uh you take care of this mexican chick and all of the pain that comes with that and you know dylan did have to deal with that and because of that several people got killed because of dylan and you know there there was suffering and death because of that decision but it's never stated there's never anything alluded to it but it's almost like this unspoken you know yeah, you screwed up and uh, now you're suffering for it, but there is something a lot worse out there. So let's kind of focus on that, which I think would be <laughs> an accurate representation of what people would do. Um, Prey reminds you through the entire film that you are watching a Predator movie. Um, you never, like, he's on screen probably like once every five minutes. That also fits with our generation of when movies are made mm-hmm. for a lot of ways that people like to there even though he's on screen it is he is cloaked you do see the predator a lot in this film whereas the first one is a 
very slow build. And I went and rewatched rewatched Prey recently, and I I sat there and went, "Wow, we we progressed pretty quickly with the Predator. Like he, <laughs> we're we're going through this, uh, but we also know." what it is for the most part. We know what it does for the most part. Um, we're not going into this for the first time. Usually most of us are not going into this as a, as a novice for a predator film, but maybe some people are, I, I don't know, but yeah, I'm sure there are those who, this is probably their first film. I would say, man, like what a damn good first film. If mm-hmm. you yeah. know, it's someone's first time ever, like I would immediately be hooked on a franchise. If this were the first film, yeah, I don't know if I'd be, I guess it would depend on what film I watch next, whether I'd be let down or not. Yeah. <laughs> if, I watch, if I watch Predator from the 80s, I, I think I'll still be okay. If I just yeah. jumped into Predators, or the Predator, I should say, then then I'll, I'll hate my life. And we don't want that. So the internet seems to be all over the place with how they view the Predator and, and Prey. On IMDb, Predator has a 7.8 while Prey has a 7.2, you jump over to Rotten Tomatoes, which is always entertaining. Mm-hmm. Predator has a 80% tomato meter with an audience score of 87. Prey has a 93% tomato meter with oh, wow. an audience score of 73. Oh, oh wow. That, That's interesting. What with um, there being a lead female, I feel like the audience score would definitely come down. I just feel like there would be a lot of vitriol with, you know. Oh, there has been. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Like, I, I've not read into it, but I would just yeah. immediately assume that it would have bad, uh, just, you know, people just, ratings. Just when you think that society is evolving, it's like, nope, they're, yep. <laughs> Listen, and I think we all just need to be bullshit. happy that Aubrey Plaza is getting more roles. Right? <laughs> I had to do a double take the first time. I was like, is that Aubrey Plaza? No. <laughs> Really? No. Even on the the Hulu poster, it looks like I mean, the, there's so many confusing aesthetics about this film because the Prey poster on Hulu, just the one eye with the three dots in it, um, it looks like Battle Angel Alita. And then when oh, you start okay, the movie, yeah. it looks like Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god, like what am I watching right now? This person keeps changing faces. <laughs> Uh, lastly, if you look at Metacrit- Metacritic, Predator has a meta score of 46, our user score of 8.6. Prey has a meta score of 71, user score of 6.2. Huh. So again, the user the user scores where the users can be giving their input seems to be lower than the uh, than I guess the actual not experts professionals eh, still a loose term there the guys who are yeah. paid to guys and girls that are paid to give their input and in ratings so mm-hmm. predator i think 80 percent for predator i think that's respectable i hold it a little bit higher than that but i would i certainly would not go lower than 80 percent prey 93 i think that's a respectable rating i don't know if i had it that high but i can easily see it being that high uh it's a damn good film yeah. Mm-hmm. And like we said on the last episode, I hope they do more movies like this, you know, more prequels, you know, predators taking on historical figures. That's all I want. Yeah, I think so. Um, Predator something Samurai. Of, yeah. Something <laughs> of note. Um, and it is the first line in the first English line in the film 
is a long time ago, it is said a monster came here. And like in line with what you said, we have no context for when this is being spoken. Mm-hmm. If it's being spoken from the context of this film, that means they're alluding to something prior to the uh, like historical native um like Native American timeline, mm-hmm. Cherokee timeline. But could it be that this is being spoken from the future about an ancestor? So it's a future, mm. like, it just feels like the very first line in the film is hinting at something else. And it could be past or it could be future. A long time ago, it could be 30 years, 20, mm-hmm. 30 years could be a long time ago, or it could be generations. We don't, so, we don't know. The illusion you know, to Eric's point, there is this movie itself, I feel like even alludes to more. I hope they they do more. Corey, what would you if you had your choice, what would you want them to tackle next with Prey or, oh. or an idea of Prey? Man, let's see. I even if it would be. Let's see. Do I want to go the lame route? I don't know. The lame route? The the lame route would be just picking the samurai. Um, <laughs> like, I, I feel like it'd be such a nerdy pick. Uh, but like that or maybe Egyptian. Oh, that'd be cool. Because I, I kind of, with the whole like worshiping them as gods thing, I feel like would be, it would fit into the story of Egyptians even better. Which um, does come into play in a couple of the non-canon uh versions of the franchise when mm-hmm. we dip into the avp um because according to canon this at the moment is one of the earliest appearances of the predators on earth mm-hmm. as they as they put it now um and there was a couple things that are retconned from the comic now that i went back and read the comic but uh but there was there actually was an easter egg in this film from the comic, which I didn't know when at the time we, when we were recording this, Eric, with, oh. uh, with Matt, do you guys remember in the burned out forest, there is, um, there's a bunch of guys shooting at the predator and the predator is just walking towards a, a Frenchman in kind of a blue coat and he's holding his pistol he's just holding 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 and the predator pauses and he fires a pistol and the bullet bounces off the mask Mm -hmm. and kills him yeah so that guy the coat and get up that he's wearing is very similar to the Raphael adolini character from the uh predator 1718 comic where the pistol originally is given to grayback in the comic but Hmm. the Raphael here in the in the film obviously is much different um so i think they've officially retconned the dark horse predator 1718 comic and then this takes that whole idea and expands upon it yeah that's cool that even though they retconned it they still kind of referenced it you know they gave it which i i didn't even realize until i went back and and looked through the comic and went oh oh well that's neat yeah Corey, did you catch that that was the same pistol from the end of... I have not read two? that one. I've read no, a lot no. of the... Um... It's, in, uh, it's in the movies. That pistol shows up again at the end of Predator 2. 
Oh man, I haven't seen Predator Two in a minute. <laughs> Spoilers, <laughs> Eric. Is... Come on. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You know how it ends. Um, <laughs> it's a cool little Easter egg, though. Well, so speaking of Easter eggs, I think uh, that was that was the one thing that I was most waiting to just like ruin this movie. Um, I was waiting for a movie that was going to find a way to be extremely referential to the original. Um, but when it comes down to it, there's only one hard reference and that's the, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yep. Um, and then like, I still just, uh, there's just something about it that sticks out to me, but the whole, uh, scene with the mud and the overturned tree and roots. Um, like, yeah, that's, you know, it, they work it into the story. Everything fits naturally, but I cannot help but thinking that is kind of a callback to 87. Um, like the mud is the thing that saves, uh, Dutch and it's the thing that ends the predator or begins the end of the predator in this one. Um, but there's just something about that that is like, man, it is just, it feels too convenient to have two overturned trees <laughs> in front of mud. I mean, it's not like that's something that you would ever see in two places on Earth. <laughs> well, but trees don't just fall over when there's soil that isn't thick and that they can, no, no, that would never happen. No, they don't no. fall in the forest unless someone's there to listen to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then they scream and swear a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, I think it's a good comparison. I I would recommend, of course, go back and watch the original. Uh, but I I highly recommend Prey, as Eric and I did on on the previous episode. Um, I love this movie. I'll always go back and watch it. I am looking forward to continuing some of the movies in the franchise, mm-hmm. and other ones I'm dreading. Um, you know, it's I've already seen Prey, which is the fifth installment so i've already seen the most recent one but i know i have to go through the other ones and i know i gotta get to the predator at some point (laughs) anyway it was so i um i forgot a lot of that movie well i didn't realize i'd watched it and then i started yeah because i heard it was terrible so well eric's gonna have to watch that um yeah i hope you like power rangers eric because that definitely happens. <laughs> that does that does happen. Wow. They, and they and yeah. also that movie pisses off a lot of people because it retcons something big about the predators. Huh. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely not a good change that most of us like. No, not good. All right, so uh, we'll be back again with probably Predator 2 or something else. Uh, I don't know what... Actually, no, we're recording the car next, but I don't know when it's going to be released. So we're going to just do movies because whatever. Oh, and then yeah, we've got we've got a... Um, you've got a poll that we're going to do, right, Eric? That's right. Yeah, I figure we'll probably drop that, what, uh, after the car? Before the car? We can drop it Sometime like soon. after the car because <laughs> then we could we could always we could always do Predator Two while we wait for the voting on that one. Like, what is the vote for Predator Two? Well, these are for different movies. Like with Pod Disc, we don't have any structure. We just do whatever. But whatever. Um, since we're kind, since we're already going down the road of oh, we hit Prey, we might as well do Predator. We're probably going to continue to do the other ones. But what were the four movies we were looking at? I don't have it in front of me. I'm so sorry. Uh, give me That's one all right. second. 
One second, dude. Also, while Eric's looking, I was going to say now is a great time to subscribe to the Patreon for Podcasters right. Assemble. Thank you, Corey. Um, <laughs> because for a few more dollars, I can get one of these hypersexualized female predator statues. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm you just know. like looking through female predator and it's like, wow, there are whole ass, extremely erotic statues out there. You don't happen to have a link for these for a strategic <laughs> um, study purpose. I'll, uh, I'll DM you. All right. Just, okay, here um, we go. Just <clears throat> no reason. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, up next, we're going to be doing a poll. And it's loading. It's loading. There it goes. Uh, and our four choices for what we're watching next are Labyrinth, The Fifth <sighs> Element, like, are we talking the um, like the labyrinth with like the labyrinth, not Pan's, like, uh, like not David not Bowie. Pan's labyrinth, David uh, Bowie, David Bowie labyrinth. Yes, <laughs> uh, we got the Fifth Element, RoboCop, the original, of course, yes. and the '90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> oh. You mean you don't want to watch RoboCop or David Bowie's balls? You'd rather watch the Ninja Turtles? You know, honestly, I don't know which of these four I'd be most excited about because I have something to say about each of them. You always have something to say about each of them. That's why this podcast exists. <laughs> yeah, my bad, guys. <laughs> what it is, um, buddy. But yeah. We'll, we'll have that out soon. And check out the uh, the Patreon where there are plenty of things for you to go check out. Plenty of uh, stuff that's only available there. And also you can uh, you know, look, you're helping, the fun, you're helping to fund more, more uh, wonderful high-class entertainment like this. Uh, and also, you, you know, depending on your level, you may get a shout-out, which we have one Patreon, I think, at that level. Right, Eric? Oh, we've got a few, uh, but I do want to give a shout out to two of our $5 tier Patreon supporters today. We've got Prince Harming once again, but last time we totally forgot to mention Erica Carroll, who is also now giving us $5 a month. So wait a second. I know that <laughs> name. I yep. know that name from somewhere. That would be the huh. wife of uh, Chris from Comic Zombie. Better half of the guy who's obsessed <laughs> with Die Hard as a Christmas movie. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we wanted to give a huge thank you to all our Patreons these past few months. We really appreciate your support. Uh, it goes a long way to helping us keep this show going. Uh, we put a lot of time and effort into making this podcast possible, not to mention website costs and all that. So it really does help. Uh, we've got a metric ton of bonus content on there, including deep dives into the Batman games, the Matrix games, the Jurassic Park books, our infamous Street Fighter, the movie commentary track, our six part No Time to Die review, and so much more. Uh, not to mention early access to new episodes, all the ad takes and blooper reels you could ever want. Where can they go to sign up, Eric? <laughs> Sorry. Uh yeah, just head on over to patreon.com slash podcasters assemble. Sorry, I'm distracted by sexy predator images here. This is weird. I'm going to stop this now. Uh, <laughs> Corey, thank you very much for joining us. Where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me at um, Twimby Podcast. That stands for The World is My Burrito. 
um, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, I swear my next episode will be out pretty soon. And then I'm going to be rolling through episodes thanks to the Halloween season. Um, so keep keep an ear open for the end of the year. I'll probably have like four or five more episodes in an unnecessarily short amount of time. Nice. Eric, how about you? Uh, you can always find me um, on social media at Eric Slater. That's Eric with the K, Slater with the D. Um, and I share just about everything there. All, all the various random ass projects that I'm working on. Corey just messaged me. I don't want to look at it. Don't I don't want to look at it. Is it a sexy predator? It. it probably is sexy predator. Does, how, does she how have those, mandibles how those, down there too? How those? Oh, no, it's not teeth, is it? <laughs> Eric, why did you have to take this so much further? He's going to have to edit this out now. Oh, God, no, that's our opening stinger. <laughs> yeah. That's what's happening right there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Zach, uh, at Zach Deuce, for all the podcasting that I guest on and share. So uh, appreciate you listening. Uh, please help support, rate whatever podcast you listen to. And uh, until next episode, podcasters you son of a bitch <laughs> podcasters assemble is a production of the we can make this work probably podcast network find more of our shows at probablywork.com and learn how to contribute to future episodes of podcasters assemble by looking us up on twitter and instagram at casters assemble or joining our discord page link in the show notes Submissions are always open. Intro written by Eric Slater. This episode was edited by Zach Derby. Voice over by a guy in a basement with three daughters who's just glad he's not on food stamps. Thank you to everyone who was able to contribute to this episode. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to where you can find them all online. Thank you. Yo, this is Corey with The World Is My Burrito podcast, a.k.a. Twimby, a personal project where I educate my listeners as I dive into various pop culture topics that alter the world around them, yet somehow fell to the wayside. Do you know who almost single-handedly created the manga industry of today? Which major world event changed the horror film industry as a whole? How did comics affect the world's perception of nuclear energy? Journey with me to learn some random stuff.